It is Sunday today, which means another quick-hitting episode of Sunday Secrets. This is where we dive deeper into the marketing and business automation side of life, which actually is my specialty as it pertains to taking incredibly motivated entrepreneurs, helping them increase their income by as much as three times in as little as 90 days so they're able to spend more time with their family without fear of their business collapsing. Sounds like a mouthful, right? We've already went over right, with my million-dollar messages. Maybe you have now done that same thing for yourself. But I had an interesting question that was proposed to me by a wonderful individual that is a client of mine. So you listened to last Sunday's show in which we spoke about trading time for money and how inefficient that really was. And he's a young enough man that he realized up front, like, look, I don't want to do this forever. I don't want to go down this path of a one-to-one ratio in which I have no leverage. And see, I share that from a place of authenticity on my side. If you've been a long-time listener of me, my words, or any of my shows, you realize there was a point in life in which I had 35, 36, 37 one-on-one clients, right? And all giving an hour to an hour and a half a week per client, doing everything I was able to just to keep my sanity, my head above water. I had no leverage. The only way for me to make more money was to charge more money, and it just didn't line up the right way, right? And certainly not because it wasn't worth it, but every marketplace has its cap. And so... I began to seek out new opportunities to expand my consciousness and my capabilities of what's possible, which led me into the leverage consulting model. And leverage consulting is not new. It's nothing that I've coined. It's not my term. But it is something that I want to share right now that is incredibly beneficial. You see, my good friend, again, this client that I'm speaking about, who messaged just very directly, I don't, I don't want to be trapped in this. And I'm actually going to read his exact words. He said, I'd be curious to learn more about your business scaling questionnaire that you referenced on the Sunday Secrets episode. I do not want to keep trading my time for money as a one-to-one ratio. Like you shared, I have kept too many irons in the fire trying to do too much, and it's not really working. In addition, I have built slash paid for a few prototype software pieces that were more quote-unquote cool but did not really solve a need that someone would pay for. I have another software version of mine but would like to make sure I'm addressing a real need someone is willing to pay for before I place the capital investment. First and foremost, I want to congratulate this individual. right? Not because he listened to my show, but because he's starting to expand his consciousness on what's possible. I hope this is touching you right now and I hope this does the same for you. Because the first thing that we're going to do is to get really clear on market demand. And there's some humor to this. I was sharing this with my wife and daughter, right, Lindsay and Gianna, this past weekend. See, Lindsay had made some sort of corn salsa, I'll call it. And she was very offended that none of us were eating it. So there's a bunch of corn salsa sitting around. And so I took this opportunity to have a conversation with Gianna about supply and demand. Right, Lindsay had created a supply of this corn salsa, but there was no demand in the marketplace. And so what happens is the the cost or the perceived value of this corn salsa was diminishing day over day. 
and in this you know hypothetical situation, minute by minute, as dinner was rushing to an end and the salsa was still left. And so now there would be a fireside sale, or essentially we would throw away the salsa. It would be no good. And of course she laughed, and she remembered some of that from her second grade teachings here in Ohio, but the message was still the same. And so I asked Gianna what Lindsay could have done differently. And certainly not that my wife did anything wrong, but this was a lesson I was teaching. And she's like, I don't know. I said, well, what, what do you think? And she's like, well, I guess she could, have, she could have asked us what we wanted. And I said, that is exactly right. I'm so proud of you. That is exactly what she needs to do. Which is the same thing you and your business need to do. There are two ways to drive business. Or to view business, not even drive it. Many of us, I have been guilty of this in the past, come up with an idea, think it's the best idea in the world, get all motivated and excited about it, talk to one or two of our friends, they gas us up, they tell it's a great, great idea, and we go build it. And we spend hours or weeks or months or years building this new thing, this new trinket, this new toy. And when it's finally done, we show the marketplace, and there are complete crickets. No one cares. Nobody cares. And you feel so defeated at that moment. Like, how is this possible? How, how could no one care about this? I slaved over this for the past two years. How can nobody care about this product? And the answer is very easily. You never asked before you build it. And so what I encourage most people to do is think about the product or service that you ultimately want to build or share. And then from that point, strategize on where like-minded people that might want to consume said product or service would be associating. And this can be digitally or physically in person. Right? So let's say you have a new water bottle, some proprietary new water bottle. It's going to revolutionize the fitness industry. It's unlike anything anybody's ever seen before. It's got wrist wraps built into it and a mouth guard and stays cold for 97 days and does all basically solves world hunger and you've got it all mapped out you, you know it's the good well the first thing to do would be go to your local gyms hopefully you're a fitness enthusiast yourself and ask people what their problems are with their current water bottle or even before that just look around the gym and see the number of people that use a water bottle maybe the answers will surprise you not only on how many people use one but the responses that they might share with you. You see, if their responses don't have anything to do with the wrist wraps or mouth guard or 96 hours or 96 days of cold water, you might want to slow down for just a moment. And then you hop in a Facebook group or two, and you ask the same question. Right, a fitness enthusiast group, hey, what's the, what are your top water bottles and what are the biggest issues you have with them? And people are going to answer the question. Right? You don't let them know you've built anything. You don't let them know you're even planning on it. You just ask simple questions. And then you're going to compile the data from there. And then maybe you go to LinkedIn and maybe you go to YouTube and you, you grab all the pieces and parts you can. And you start looking. And then you find a competitor or two. Right? Find, the, find the closest person to you in the marketplace. And there's tools you can use to analyze where they're getting their traffic from. Something like semrush.com. And you start to see the ads that they're running and how much they're spending, roughly. 
What are the impressions they're getting? And you start to back in the mathematics of, is this even a viable business model? So we need to know how many times it appears in a search criteria. How many times does it appear, appear in social posting? Does your potential product serve a need that currently exists in the marketplace? If the gym didn't care about it and the Facebook group didn't care about it and there aren't competitors, don't kid yourself into necessarily convincing yourself that you have the next greatest thing because nobody else has done it before. Certainly there's a chance. There is a 100% chance, no, there's a small chance that you're solving a problem that no one knows they had. But look at the data and what the people have shared with you. If most people inside the gym don't carry a water bottle, and the people inside the fitness group said their biggest issue is how clunky the water bottles are, and no one said anything about how cold the water stayed, or the fact that they had to carry it in a gym bag full of other belongings, or that it didn't also integrate a mouth guard, then you might want to reconsider. From that point, right? Let's, let's assume there's a demand in the marketplace. Let's assume for this hypothetical model that people actually care that you have this great idea. And it's very clear to you that you can solve people's problems. You just know it. You haven't told them you have a product yet, but you can see you could solve a problem. Now I want to have you think about who it is you like to serve. I.e., who, who do you want to spend time with? Not who can you serve. See, there's all types of terms that float around the industry like niching down and finding a specific place to, to connect with people. And while those can be true, I'm going to turn that on its head for just a moment. Why wouldn't you want to spend time with the people you enjoy spending the time with most that can also afford your product or service? Of course you would. Right, that's what's led me down this path right now is I got brutally clear on all this myself where certainly in the personal development space, I feel second to very few. I know no matter where you're at, whatever mental issues you're going through, we, I can help you get through it. I have exercise to move you around it. I've read books and have resources and all these things are wonderful. And while I like that, while I enjoy helping people, when I look at my most successful clients, they all happen to have some commonalities. They were business owners. They were driven. They were motivated. They were industrious. They had intellect that was high. They were curious about how life operated. All of which of these things, then I decided, well, shoot, these clients, we spend three to four weeks working on personal development pieces and parts. They get their, I'll call them ducks in a row, or they, you know, they build the foundation of their lives. They realize like, okay, I had some blind spots I didn't see. I've worked through those. And as they work through them, it's like, all right, can we start scaling business now? Certainly. All right, let's make some more money. And then I walk them through many of these same exercises. And from that standpoint, I realize the people that I want to, that I'm best at serving, the people that I enjoy serving are business owners. Right? It's not to say that I can't help someone else or won't help someone else, but when given the opportunity to choose, which I do have the same way that you have, you have the opportunity. I serve people that are people that are in charge of their own destiny. And certainly, could that encompass sales and some other roles? Absolutely. But from that standpoint, I know their pain points because I can talk to them because I am one of them. 
I've never been a school teacher before. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with school teachers. I've just never been one. And so there's going to be inherent bias on the way that they view life versus I view life. I've been a salesperson and entrepreneur my entire life. Started my working for myself at 14. And really, with my lawn mowing job, was probably closer to 10. It's just kind of in my blood, so I know what the issues are that we go through. So I encourage you, as you look at your product or service, to make sure that you are deciding who it is you want to serve, and then figure out where they're at. Figure out where they reside, both locally and digitally. Then do everything you can inside of that tribe way before you bring up your product or service to start to become known as an industry leader or at least a thought leader inside that subset. Right? If I'm not known in the fitness space for anything at all and then I launch a water bottle that stays cold for 96 days, would it be more difficult or less difficult than if I was very well known and I had a presence in the marketplace? Of course. It's much easier if you have a presence. But most of us skip this step. Right? I mean, it's, it's just, it's part that we, we breeze right over, which is what my, my client said. Right? In his own right, he said he actually has an industry leader. He is that person. He gets paid to speak seven to ten times a year across the country. He has an incredibly wide audience of executives and project managers. His total estimated audience reach is about 14,000 people in a very niche-specific market. So it's tough. It's tough. He's, he's already got the tribe. He already knows. He's got to ask the questions. And so what I would do, if you, have, if you know you want to go out on your own, you know you want to build something, you know you want to serve, service a marketplace, I would ask my tribe, I would ask those 14,000 people to very clearly list their top five problems in their business or in their industry. So what are the top five things you guys are dealing with? I'm doing some market research for some of my next speeches. What are the top five issues I need some, some content for a blog post? What are the top five issues I'm thinking about launching a podcast? And just get it out there. Because the issue that most of us have is that we've been led to believe in some capacity that telling is selling. And I don't believe that to be true. I believe it's most efficient and most effective to ask the market their problem. Just ask them blatantly, what are your problems? And then you solve their problems in an efficient and effective manner because you've already got their trust. And so what I find to be even more fascinating across the board with this individual and potentially you I have no doubt that you as you are listening have a very specific skill set. You have something that is incredibly unique just to you. You've had some level of success. And there are people across the board that would love to have access to you and how your brain works. Now you might laugh and say, no, 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 I'm just a stay-at-home mom. That doesn't work. Well, let's look at the quality of stay-at-home mom that you are. How well-behaved are your kids? What are their test scores? How is your house kept? How do the things look? Let's assume they all look very good. 
Well, there's a very simple way to turn what you do and how you live into a leveraged consulting model. Because no matter where you're at on the ladder of growth, right, whether you're five rungs from the bottom or climbing towards the top, there is someone that if you extended your hand down, would gladly grab it to get pulled up to your rung. And that becomes important because we don't give ourselves enough credit. As we stop giving ourselves enough credit, what ends up happening is we talk ourselves out of the fact that no one would want what I have to offer. Let me run a scenario by you right now as you're listening to this. You have achieved things in your life. And some of your greatest achievements, you know what they are. Specifically professional, but they could also be non-professional. If we could find you, people that were you five years ago, right? Because you were around five years ago and you've acquired knowledge over the past five years that has led you to exactly where you're at in this moment. And maybe it's not five years, maybe it's 10 years. Different for every person. But if we could find a specific place in which all these people that are like you from five years ago or 10 years ago are hanging out, are spending time, and we start to solve problems from a place that you know exists because that used to be you. You don't think for one moment that people would pay to skip over five years of headache, pain, frustration, misery, bad choices, wasted money, wasted time. Of course they would. Just like you would right now. If you could meet someone that was five to ten years ahead of you in whatever you are building, and you could pay that person for access to the roadmap that got them to where they're at. So now all of a sudden, instead of it taking five years or ten years to catch up, maybe it takes you six months. Wouldn't you rather do that? The answer is absolutely so. So don't doubt yourself and realize that there is a leveraged consulting model that will truly change the way you view income. Let's just say it's something very simple. Let's say we could find 10 people that would pay you $500 a month for access to what makes you who you are. What would an extra $60,000 a year do for your life? How differently could you live if you had an extra $60,000 in addition to what you have now? And what really gets fun is when you think about what if it was $1,000? And what if instead of 10 people, it was 30? What would an extra $30,000 a month do for you? You see, I oftentimes break this down as people say, yeah, that would just never happen for me. Let's say there's 330 million people in the U.S. right now. That's about roughly what it is. Let's say half are men and half are women. Leave a little off on the side, so there's 160,000 of each. Let's say half of those are under 18. They couldn't, wouldn't be ready to pay for any service from anybody, so now we're down to 80,000 people, or 80 million people. Let's say half of those would even consider a shortcut, a track to something. Right now we're down to 40 million people. If from that place with those 40 million people, half of them, if they saw a message from you, might like the way your voice sounds. 
right? The other half, there's nothing you're going to say to, to be able to convince them. So now we're down to 20 million people. And let's say from those 20 million people, that only half of those people that would at least listen to you have the financial ability to take advantage of your offer, no matter how expensive or inexpensive. Now we're down to 10 million people. And let's just say we stop there. I believe it is your duty, no different than it is my duty, than to find the 30 people out of 10 million potential people and help them take the shortcut to get to where you're at. Think about that. 330 million people in the U.S. We watered it all the way down to 10 million. If you don't like 10 million, let's call it 5 million. And if you don't like 5 million, let's call it 1 million people. We're talking about 30 individuals that you can share honestly and with integrity and authenticity exactly how you got to where you're at in your life that would gladly pay you for access to your services that just are really begging right now to know it exists because they're physically actively searching for that shortcut and they just haven't stumbled upon it. You deserve to be the one to solve their problems and to receive compensation for it. And that's what the leverage consulting model ends up being all about is finding those people and then helping them solve problems. And I'm Ryan Nidell, wishing you truly unlimited success.